Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Malillo, Assistant Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Medication access barriers and non-adherence significantly impact medication under use in the United States. This issue is estimated to cost the country's healthcare system between 100 to $290 billion annually, as patients who underuse medication are more likely to have complications, which can result in costly healthcare utilization. Recently, the Pharmacy Quality Alliance, PQA, and National Pharmaceutical Council, NPC, announced two research grants funding studies of patients' real-world medication access barriers. Leveraging the framework devised by the PQA and NPC, released in March of 2019, researchers at the Johns Hopkins Hospital and University of Rhode Island will investigate this problem and release their findings in 2021. Several factors contribute to medication non-adherence and access barriers. To learn more, we spoke with Ami Vyas, PhD, an assistant professor of pharmacy practice specializing in health outcomes research at the University of Rhode Island. Can you start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your work? Sure. I'm a tenure-track assistant professor of health outcomes research at the University of Rhode Island College of Pharmacy. Uh, I conduct health outcomes studies in different therapeutic areas, but I work largely in cancer. Uh, I study treatment patterns, appropriateness of care as per the treatment guidelines, disparities in care by race, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, and I also examine how disparate care impacts patient health and economic outcomes. And for conducting my research, I use large databases, including cancer registries linked to commercial claims, commercial claims databases, and also use nationally representative survey survey databases. Your current study aims to identify significant access barriers that inhibit patients from getting the oral anti-cancer medications they need. Can you explain to us how this study will work? Absolutely. So it is highly evident that the use uh, of the oral anti-cancer medications has increased substantially over the past two decades, and several new anti-cancer therapies under clinical trials are oral therapies. And due to this, uh, there has been a huge shift in the, in the treatment paradigm from hospitals and outpatient clinics administering chemotherapies to patients now being responsible for accessing and taking their uh, cancer therapies. Not only that, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, may also further this shift to use the oral anti-cancer medications so that patients may not require going to the hospitals or the outpatient clinics to get their chemotherapies. And I believe that this is where uh, patient adherence to oral anti-cancer therapies come into picture. The published literature has shown uh, that medication adherence rates for oral anti-cancer therapies can range from 20% to 100%, depending on the type of cancer being studied, the population being studied, and there are several other factors that may impact uh, these rates. And non-adherence to anti-cancer medications can negatively impact patients' health, uh, sometimes causing progression of the disease 
and even premature deaths in certain cases. And there are several factors uh, that may impact uh, patient adherence to oral anti-cancer medications. These include patients' socioeconomic status, like uh, patients' household income, education level, also other demographic and clinical characteristics, and importantly, uh, out-of-pocket costs of the medications. So our study will be utilizing a large real-world database, recent years of the data, and not only that, we will also leverage the Pharmacy Quality Alliance and the National Pharmaceutical Council framework for the patient's journey to access medication and identify significant barriers and facilitators that impact patient adherence to novel anti-cancer medications and how it impacts their health outcomes. And in my previous research uh, focused on disparities in cancer care, we identified several subgroups of patients uh, who do not receive appropriate cancer care, which of course adversely impacts their outcomes. And this motivated me to more deeply understand uh, the factors that can impact patient access and adherence to oral anti-cancer medications, especially the novel agents for which the evidence is uh, limited. Could you just elaborate on why you chose to assess anti-cancer medications specifically? This is because, as I said, I have been working predominantly in cancer and based on my previous research on disparities in cancer care, we identified that there are several subgroups of patients who do not receive care as per the treatment guidelines. And this is what uh, motivated me to understand in detail what are some of the barriers and facilitators of patients' access to oral anti-cancer medications. Are there specific cancers you hope to focus on? So for the project, uh, we will be particularly focusing on uh, the cancers with the high mortality rates. These include uh, cancers of breast, uh, colon, rectum, uh, prostate, uh, liver cancers, stomach cancers, uterine cancers, ovarian cancers, uh, blood cancers, and bone cancers. Are there certain populations that are more impacted by these barriers than others? Absolutely. So uh, the literature has shown that uh, in general, uh, patients' access to medications are impacted by several characteristics that may include race, ethnicity, uh, patient socioeconomic status. We have seen that patients with certain racial ethnic minorities with lower socioeconomic status may have uh, disparate access to medications in general. So in our study, we will examine uh, these factors as well as we will identify other characteristics as well that may impact patients' access to oral anti-cancer medications. And these include uh, level of education, insurance status, to name a few. From your research, have there been any proposed solutions as to how these barriers may be alleviated? Sure. So from the literature, uh, we have identified that there are several programs that have been developed uh, in order to alleviate these barriers. And example of such programs will, uh, are copay assistance programs that may provide some relief to the patients by reducing their out-of-pocket costs of oral anti-cancer medications. Then there is another program which puts annual caps on out-of-pocket spending for commercial insured patients. And there is also this expansion of Medicaid eligibility 
which provides some relief to out-of-pocket spending of, of oral anti-cancer medication. So these are some of some of the examples of the programs that have helped cancer patients in reducing the, the barriers to their other oral anti-cancer medications. What additional challenges have come up for this issue in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic? I would like to mention here that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought several factors into picture, one including the racial ethnic disparities in healthcare, which has come to everyone's attention. And I believe that our study is going to be very timely as we will be examining barriers of adherence to oral anti-cancer medications. And some of the barriers that we will assess in our project, uh, in our research, include patients' socioeconomic status, race ethnicity, patients' out-of-pocket costs for oral anti-cancer medications, among several other factors. So we will also be determining the extent to which these factors are associated with medication access problems. So I believe our study is very timely in addressing uh, the issues around access to oral anti-cancer medications. Recently, the Trump administration filed briefs along with several Republican attorneys generals to overrule the Affordable Care Act. If the Supreme Court decides against the ACA, how will this overturning impact medication access? That's a great question. And uh, what I believe is that if the Supreme Court decides uh, against the Affordable Care Act, then it may have negative impact on uh, medication access, especially for the oral anti-cancer medications. So the Affordable Care Act has improved medication access through different programs, including Medicaid expansion, closing the Medicare Part D coverage gap, and also by providing the uninsured with access to health insurance plans with pharmacy benefit through the state health exchanges. In addition to this, there are several provisions of the Affordable Care Act, including uh, annual caps on patient out-of-pocket spending, uh, closing the donut hole and expansion of the Medicaid eligibility that has helped several cancer patients to lower their out-of-pocket spending for anti-cancer medications. It is very difficult to forecast like which of these aspects of the Affordable Care Act will be included in the replacement plan. But uh, I believe that these elements of the Affordable Care Act have helped several Americans access the medications that they need. So I I think it is very clear that overturning the Affordable Care Act could uh, negatively impact patients' out-of-pocket spending, causing an increase in out-of-pocket spending of oral anti-cancer medications and impacting patient adherence. And overturning Affordable Care Act can also impact our research in addition addition to impacting patient care. However, we are are pleased with the fact that the crucial role that our research has to play in in improving the access of much needed medications. We are looking forward to our research, you know, where we are trying to identify the barriers uh, that the patients face uh, to access anti-cancer medications. And we believe that our findings from our study will be able to uh, address some of those barriers and provide important insights to closing this gap. Do you have any timelines in mind for your current study? We are planning to have this study completed within one year's time, so we may have some data or some findings to share hopefully by summer of the next year. 
is there anything else you would like to add that we didn't touch on or do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, we would like to uh, thank the Pharmacy Quality Alliance and the National Pharmaceutical Council for uh, funding this important study. This study was selected in response to a very competitive request for proposals, which was issued by the Pharmacy Quality Alliance and the National Pharmaceutical Council to address uh, medication access barriers. So we are highly thrilled to partner with these agencies on this crucial project. We are very hopeful that our study will provide important uh, evidence to enhance patient access to oral anti-cancer medications. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking with you. Thank you so much, Gina, for having us. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.